Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm unhinged. How are you? That's exactly how I like it. And you know, we <laughs> yes. share a brain. <laughs> we do. We do. I feel like if I ever recorded in a day, I was not unhinged. People wouldn't recognize me. I feel like this is very much that. Oh, which one is it? Is it 10 things I hate about you? You could be overwhelmed. You, you could be, be underwhelmed. underwhelmed. But can you ever just be whelmed? I think you can in Europe. <laughs> That's 10 things I hate about you. I love that. Uh, oh, I love it. You gotta should, love those Shakespearean uh, takes. We should absolutely do a chaser on that movie at some point. A thousand percent. Speaking of which, we're doing a chaser. <laughs> This is our show within a show that has become a show unto its own. <laughs> because that's just how unhinged we are. Yes. <laughs> what did you say tonight about us at our new tagline? <laughs> we need to be the Loki variant we want to see in the world. I like to think we bring Loki variant to the talking comics feed. Like, yes, talking comics proper is like the uh, Avengers. Like, you yes. know, they gather together. There's like a system. There's some organization. Maybe there's an explosion now and again, but they, they like saving the day. And we're like, chaos. <laughs> we're here to fuck shit up. <laughs> we're here to fuck it all up. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> But you're going to like it. We're going to like it. And we'll be sexy at the same time. <laughs> and you know what? Sorry, Florida. It's going to be gay. Gay, 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 gay. We have an only say gay bill on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because if you didn't make it gay, we will. <laughs> oh, third po- tagline for our podcast. <laughs> we are killing it. <laughs> crushing it (laughs) love it love it bring that energy Uh, so today we are bringing that energy about one of my all-time favorite books boyfriend material (laughs) by alexis hall so good oh yes do you want to bring us in with a little blurb i do i do I've got a nice blurb here. I, um, I started with the blurb kind of on the back of the book and then I started making it my own. (laughs) I love that. That's my favorite. So we have Luke O'Donnell is tangentially and reluctantly famous. His rock star parents split when he was young and the father he's never met spent the next 20 years cruising in and out of rehab. Now his dad's making a comeback and Luke's back in the public eye where compromising pick or two could ruin everything. 
So to clean up his image, Luke has to find a nice, normal relationship. And Oliver Blackwood is as nice and normal as they come. He's a barrister, an ethical vegetarian, and he's never inspired a single moment of scandal in his entire life. Perfect boyfriend material. Unfortunately, apart from being gay, single, and really in need of a date for a big event, they have almost nothing in common. (laughs) Enter the fake boyfriend deal. Too bad fake dating feels so much like real dating. Woo! (laughs) I love that. Oh, I love it. Yes. Thousand percent nailed it. (laughs) So what do you think this falls into genre-wise? Oh my God. Okay. So this is a quasi-enemies-to-lovers fake dating Comedy of Errors banter core. Nice. Okay. All right. Okay. I have hurt comfort, angsty hand and unlovable hand <gasps> romance with banter core elements and sorry, not sorry, Florida. Gay, 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 gay. <laughs> it is. I meant to say an, uh, hand and unlovable hand in there too. <laughs> I forgot that one because it it is the hand and unlovable hand novel. Thousand percent. It is what I mean when I say that. <laughs> epitomizing. Epitomizing. For sure, for sure, for sure. Oh, this is so. totally the wrong order, but what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tonight, I am drinking my classic gin and soda, but I have mango soda and it's delightful. Ooh. I just looked out at my glass and I was like, wait a sec, we forgot something. <laughs> oh yes uh i am drinking a red wine which is also my classic i'm doing a nighthawk black uh red blend very exciting yeah see i consider the gin and soda a classic migraine solution so (laughs) i consider red wine a classic grad school solution (laughs) touche yeah for when your day has been a little extra grad school (laughs) (laughs) or you know when your day has just been a little extra (laughs) yeah or when you were a little extra and you think you need something to bring that down a peg cooper (laughs) excuse you i think tonight you have to refer to me as lucian (laughs) yes i absolutely will lucian (laughs) why am i always oliver (laughs) why are you always oliver I mean, I guess that gets us straight into favorite characters. Nicely. A segment that we should just rename in. Who are we over relating to this week? Oh my God. <laughs> like it's painful. It's like, I think the first time that I read this, like you had been bothering me to read this for some time yes, and I, I finally did. And I listened to it in audiobook, so I can listen to it at work. And yeah. now it's a favorite work companion of mine. And I legitimately messaged you in the middle of my work day. I closed my office door so that I could rant a little and pretend yeah, that did. no one could hear me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly just messaged you, why am I always all over? And I had to pretend like I didn't know that going in. <laughs> <laughs> like what? You relate to this character that I thought immediately of you when I read? <laughs> it's so amazing. I was like, Oh, how is that in my head? <laughs> At 
at least you don't relate to the absolute disaster trash person every time you read a book. (laughs) No, I relate to the absolute disaster trash person who hides it better. (laughs) I could use an ounce of hiding it. (laughs) Listeners, I know that when we talked about uh, how I was uh, Cooper in the awards show, I told a story about an old lady at a convenience store who stopped everything to see if I was okay. Since then, Bronwyn hasn't heard this story because I saved it for the pod. Yes. Walking down the street, an old lady pulled her car over to the side of the road, rolled down the window and asked if I was okay. Oh no. (laughs) How bad do I look that I can project it to oncoming traffic? (laughs) (laughs) My dramatic little thing. even having a bad day why do i do i have resting save me face like what's happening you just have a big chaos field it's fine (laughs) some people are sensitive to the chaos field and they're like that that person needs help (laughs) exactly it's all good this is just you know that's a savior complex it's just a deep savior complex interacting with a strong chaos field i am a magnet for a savior complex (laughs) much like lucian there we go (laughs) Oh God. Woo! I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. I feel it in my soul. Oh God. So let's start with your therapy session and talk about Oliver first. Oh my God. I literally wrote Oliver. God damn it. Why am I always Oliver? Yeah. <laughs> you are. You are. I just, oh, the OCD. Yeah. Like, but the thing is though, with this one, I have to admit, like I'm deeply Oliver. Like there's yes. no question. I'm hundred percent sure. Oliver, but there are definitely elements of Lucian that I can yeah. relate to yes I didn't get the helpful OCD that keeps your house clean I definitely got the unhelpful OCD that gives me mounds and mounds of anxiety that ends up right. with nesting yeah much like Lucien yeah which is the funny thing because while I think I have more of Lucien's personality I have the it's not actually helpful OCD that requires me to clean things <laughs> <laughs> I object to the idea that it is helpful fair enough that is fair. It just 100%. looks prettier, but yeah. it is fucking stressful. <laughs> so you see, this is where we get into that shared brain characterization. We do have a shared yeah. brain, but Oliver is absolutely a delight. I love him so much. He is so romantic and awkward yeah. and cannot express his emotions unless he is talking like he's about to depose a witness. <laughs> <laughs> And having been mocked my entire life for my vocabulary, yeah. because when my aphasia kicks in, do the $10 words come out yep. when the $2 words will not? Yes, they do. Yes. Oh, they do. Yes, yes they do. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh, sweet Oliver. I, lo- <laughs> I really love him. I So uh, as is my want, I forced my mother to read this book too. <laughs> she calls me after finishing it and goes, you know, you said they both had problems and I was halfway through the novel and I was like, I don't see it. And then I saw it. And then I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oliver yeah. is a slow burn on yep. how much of a problem he is. But he has them. You he just sure have to wait. Does. He sure yeah. does. Yeah. Oh my God. My little Pretty baby. Nice. Yeah. I love him. He is He's so, so anxious. sweet. So anxious, so hot with his perfect V cup. (laughs) Right? I love the V cut. Oh, I mean, I don't have the V cut. I wish I had the V cut. No, I have hella abs. I do have hella abs. They're just 
hidden and a well-recognized ass on the show well, we have talked about yeah. many a time i mean uh <laughs> squat 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 squat, for squat, squat, squat. <laughs> i uh, oh, love all of our so much i yes i love his ten dollar words i love his ocd level of ethics where yeah. everything is worth exiting over this is something i also relate to <laughs> exactly but he is worse i will say he's like i can't use uber because of their unethical business models i mean i definitely made that exact same argument i'm not gonna lie i mean (laughs) about different things and i come at it from a different perspective my education is different but but much like lucian i just feel bad about those things and go ahead and do them Speaking of Lucian, I can't leave you in the hot seat forever and not take my own hot seat. There we go. Hot mess disaster. I love him so much. I love him so much. His banter, his relationship with his friends, their ever-changing yes. WhatsApp group. How evil chat of evil is that? Yes. Yes. Our our group is legitimately that. I love it so much. It's so funny. That that's the the group chat he jumps into whenever he is in a panic and needs help and Oh, he is yes. a loud disaster. He is a, you when know, he, it all just pours out of him in a bubbly mess. <laughs> <laughs> when he's, when he's talking about how his best friend Bridget stole, um, her current partner from him because yes. he saw him first, like, Oh my yes. God. Oh my God. I so love funny. I, love I know, him. I know people have read this book and found him annoying he is one of the characters that I'm very protective of. So whenever people say that, I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> how very dare. Right. As, <laughs> as someone who I suspect fears a little bit that I could be annoying, it may be a slight projection. <laughs> <laughs> Look, are there any among us who can't? Fair. There's not. There yeah. isn't. There are people who recognize it and there are people who don't, but there right. are, there, there is no one among us who yes. hasn't had a moment in their life where they've been extremely annoying. They're just That's some of us fair. who earn it better. That's <laughs> fair. And some of us make a podcast personality out of it. You know, this is it. <laughs> Frick, you get to this age, you just gotta make it look good. You gotta make it look good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I will say. Literally unlike- the only difference between us as teenagers and us now. A hundred percent. And I will say, uh, unlike Cooper, I think that I am, have almost universally been better off than Lucian. I, I love that you just said, unlike Cooper. We know. I know. is my Patronus at this point. Like, he's just <laughs> the thing that I project out of myself. I know he is. And, but Lucian is much worse than I have been on my worst day, which is yeah. the only comfort I can bring myself when I'm sobbing after this book at 3 a.m. Because oh my I feel God, the a sobbing. little too perceived. <laughs> the sobbing in this book. I cried so hard. I just can't. I did too. Oh, it's so I did cute, too. Can we talk about the laughter though? Because this is so bad for core. I can't. All yes. of the jokes, the jokes that are unintentional, the jokes yes. that are intentional. Some yes. of my favorite characters, because we're still on favorite characters, yes. are Alex and Miffy. I love Alex and Miffy. I can't with how much I love Alex and Miffy. I really, I love his entire work family. I yeah. really oh. love them. Like we're the gonna, whole of them. This is definitely one of those moments where our favorite characters, I'm going to say every character who isn't explicitly bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
exactly. Like, yes. honest to God, this is a cast of characters of people that I'd actually want to hang out with. I would too. I would too. So we've because, got oh Alex, my. who is a self-proclaimed duffer. <laughs> he is not wrong. This is one of the few instances he is not wrong. He is super, he has insight. Let's just put it that way. He knows exactly how incapable he is, but he is happy. <laughs> I love yes. that for him. Ignorance is bliss in this context. It is personified gets, in Alex and Miffy. He gets stuck in the photocopier sometimes. He like literally can't open a file without breaking something. And he, he has never met a joke that he understood. <laughs> oh my God. He's so funny. He's yeah, so funny. He I kills me. I, I can't him. with him. He's so funny. He's so funny. I agree. I just, the, how do you get two elephants or four elephants into a mini? How do you get four giraffes into a mini? How do you get two whales into a mini? And then he just starts describing how to get to Wales, the country, <laughs> missing that that was the literal joke. Oh, I died. It's the funniest thing. And then he's marrying this like super gorgeous woman that's like apparently on all the magazine covers, but is just as, you know, no thoughts head empty as he is. And I like, love them. I, my favorite. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't even say my favorite because every conversation that involves the two of them is so yes. good. But I particularly like the exchange where they're discussing whether or not they're engaged. And oh my God, where they both can't remember. They can't remember. So but it like just Alex, seems like Alex something they've like, done. <laughs> Alex is like, you know, good show, old one. Like, are, are we engaged? She's like, <laughs> you know, I don't remember, but I feel like we should be. So let's just say yes. And then figure out the details later. We've been together for long enough. It seems like something we would have done. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) These are people who meet each other where they are. You have frequently said to me that every pot has a lid. And I think they are the example of that. A thousand percent they are. (laughs) And it is amazing. Oh my God. When, when they totally like mess up the whole concept of the fake boyfriends for (laughs) being Luke and Oliver and forget that it isn't in fact Alex and Oliver and they're like are you sure though because it really should be Alex and Oliver they get along along so well (laughs) and then they have a great couple name (laughs) because it would be Ollivander Ollivander I just I also love that uh the whole fake boyfriend thing was his idea yeah. But then he immediately forgets that it was his idea. <laughs> and then Miffy's on board. She's like, yes, oh, this yeah. is a fabulous idea. I'd have one yeah. of you on charm. Yes. <laughs> so perfect. I love them so much. Oh my God. That whole shooting match makes me happy. So good. And then um, their other coworker, Reese Bowen. Oh, I love him. He's so funny. He is like. He kind of reminds me of Shitty from Check, Please. Yes, except older, older, but and less technically savvy because, yes. you know, he needs to, Oh, you can put, you can, you can Twitter a picture on the Twitter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Shit. Shitty is definitely knows how to use a computer, but I just mean the like chaos factor where he's just like, so cool by being so uncool. Yes. <laughs> it's literally inexplicable, but I was like, why is Reese Bowen the coolest person in this book? And yet he is. It's and amazing. Yet he is. And yet he is. He's a disaster. And, and you know why him. he is? Because he's a friend named Bronwyn. You are right. <laughs> How psyched were you? 
I lost my shit. I had to stop the book and play it again because I did not. I was just like, what just happened? I want a whole spinoff of Bronwyn, the lesbian vegan chef. Yeah. Come Uh, on, Alexis Hall, give us that Bronwyn book. I was like flabbergasted. I never hear my name on anything. I go to stores. I never see my name on anything. This is not a thing that happens. And it's a pop-up, which is almost like a food truck. So it'd be your name and my favorite setting. It'd be a perfect book. (laughs) I'm just saying. I don't know if we've talked about that. I'm obsessed with food truck books on this podcast, but there you go. (laughs) That's another fact about Chris. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So love them. And then we have um, the boss, Dr. Fairchild absolutely convinced that bugs are more important than people because we we don't contribute to the environment we take from it and bugs contribute to it (laughs) i love her (laughs) she literally physically cannot talk to humans like no part of luke's job is literally to stop her from talking to humans yeah (laughs) and he is correct yes yes yeah Yep. She's a disaster too. They're all disasters. Oh my God. Such disasters. It's kind of amazing. Yes. I just love it. I love, I love Bridget. Yes. So the friend group, let's talk Bridget. Bridget, who is perpetually late and always being fired and always has some sort of publishing disaster to deal with. Her publishing disasters are hilarious. Like, you know, like the, the truck tipped over and now all of our paperbacks are in the, you know, the River Tims or whatever. Or somebody <laughs> accidentally sent the wrong email and now the book's title has been printed as, <laughs> what is it, my uh, out of office reply? Yes, <laughs> it is the greatest disa- set of disasters ever. Like, I think there's one point at the end of the book where she's like, oh my God, I've been fired. No, wait, there was a fire. <laughs> <laughs> God, so good. And Priya, who is unabashedly even more of an asshole than Lucian. Like, yes, she is an asshole sapphic artist, and she doesn't have to be nice to people because she is an artist. (laughs) She has a truck in London that no one else does. Yes. So she is the one that everyone makes drive everywhere. (laughs) And she was the only other single one with Luke until she met the love of her life, who was a professor who's 20 years her senior. Yes. Yes. Listener and Bronwyn, can I give you the slightest of details from the upcoming book? Yes, we can. <laughs> All right. So listeners, I have an arc of husband material. I will not be giving spoilers on it. I, at the end, I will probably give a two sentence review. I'll tease that. <gasps> a spoiler free two sentence review. But let me just say the one thing, because I don't think it counts as a spoiler. Priya's in a thruple in the next book. <gasps> Oh, they do tease that a little bit. Oh, it's full on. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> yes. So buckle in, friends. Yeah. Mm, go Priya. <laughs> I know, right? It's so good. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. Oh, my God. And okay, we need to talk about the James Royce Royces. The James Royce Royces. <laughs> <laughs> obsessed with the James Royce Royces. I really need to know how these two men named James Royce found each other and then are so perfect for each other. Oh, and you should hear them in the audiobook. It's so ha- good. Yes, I've listened oh. to the audiobook too. I love it so much how it's James Royce Royce. Yes. And James Royce Royce. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
And they, at first they're just like such a unit that they don't stand out. But by the end of it, I was like, no, I knew this one is the one that's like really dramatic and emotional. And yeah. the other one's like, let's bring it down, honey. Let's like think it through. Like yeah. I could tell them apart by the end, which was killing me. I know. So funny. <laughs> oh my God. I love the James Royce Royces. His whole friend group is just next level. Oh my God. And then we've got Tom, his ex and his best friend's current. Yes. <laughs> Who is like some sort of spy question mark? Legit. <laughs> it's legitimately some kind of spy, though no one's clear, obviously, on what he does, but for some reason he's allowed to tell them that much. I guess. <laughs> he has all sorts of interesting euphemisms. I love it. For so. stuff that happens at work. <laughs> he is so patient. Yeah. <laughs> Because so Bridget and Lucian are the best of friends, like among their friend group, which is all really tight, like proper found family situation. They are the closest. And so Bridget is constantly rushing to Lucian when he needs saving. Yeah, uh, because frequently. Yeah, because he does have resting save me face. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes he doesn't even rely on that. Sometimes he legitimately texts his friend yeah, group with, please save me. Save me. Help. <laughs> I am going to drown in my own dirty laundry. You know, yes, I did not adult significantly enough for way oh too long. Oh God, I feel slightly mildly attacked. Um, <laughs> you know what they say? Inside you is two wolves. Inside me is one Oliver and one Lucian. Constantly duking it out. <laughs> oh my God. Why is that me? <laughs> yes. The only yes. difference between you and me is that Oliver's bigger than me. So if, if, they were, if they were astrological signs, I'm like Lucian, Sun, uh, Oliver rising. <laughs> yeah, Oliver, Sun, Lucian rising. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I love it. Yes. So who are we? Oh, so Bridget is also Oliver's friend. So that's how they meet. Yes which is important. And then Oliver has a set of lawyer friends that I also adore. Yeah. I specifically love Sophie, the extremely mean um, criminal defense. No, corporate defense lawyer is what she is because she is the devil, according to Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) And he freely gives Luke all the permission he needs to just fleece all of her money. Yeah. But she knows it. And his like, well, well, I, I suspect we'll come back to this in favorite scenes. So I'll leave it until, you know, we talk plot specifics, but I love Sophie and her complete lack of morals while still being a delightful person. Right? (laughs) She just could not care less. That is some next level compartmentalization. You know what? (laughs) And she's wildly charming somehow. (laughs) I love it so much. Yeah, I know too. I don't remember any of the other lawyery friends standing out to be honest. No, no. But, Although that was a fun party. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun party, but his friends do not like scream character the same way that no. Lucian's friends do. To be fair, we don't get as much time with them either. That's true. And honestly, it's, we're mostly in Lucian's head. So that's yeah. all checks out. Story yeah. checks out. <laughs> um, Favorite ships? <sighs> Oliver and Lucian. Obviously. Obviously, they are OTP. Obviously. I feel like this whole podcast is going to be about them. So I don't know how much more we need to say about them here. Exactly. Anything Uh, else? uh, (laughs) Just crack ship Oleander. Oh my God, Oleander. I wrote it down. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so funny. I I like Alex and Oliver's bromance, and I hope that it grows. Is Me what I will too. say. I, I love it. Flourish. I think they're so funny. I definitely want to see Miffy with a little like pack of men following her around. She deserves it. She should. A thousand percent. She I should. love her. You know. I love you how she answers yeah. the question from the press. Like, yes. when are you guys getting, like, have you set a date? Yes, the 18th. <laughs> of what month? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Like, I can't even tell if she's just that clever or just that not understanding what's I going on. I believe the answer is yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> she is so good at not understanding what's going on that she's perfect for handling the press. <laughs> yeah. She's gold, man. Gonna, she's yeah. amazing. What are you going to get out of her? She doesn't even know what's happening. No. Nope. <laughs> That's delightful. Excellent chaos energy. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen on TikTok. My new favorite trend is called baby runs for president. Have you seen? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, listeners. I will definitely tweet out a few of these so you can appreciate them. But essentially this one woman on TikTok has been talking about how she handles harassment from men. And she specifically handles it by being so weird at them that they stop talking to her. And she specifically calls it baby runs for president, or you talk as if you have the understanding of a baby in the situation and everything is a non sequitur. So if he says, uh, how are you? You're like, wow, do your eyebrows always look like that? You must be an oldest child. Yeah. You know, these two things make no sense together, but they sound enough like they should make sense that you feel judged, but also you can't be defensive because what the hell did this person just say? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they always leave. So <laughs> I feel like Miffy is just accidentally baby runs for president. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is an extremely effective technique, I think. I honestly love it. And I'm going to start utilizing it. So I'll, let, I'll report back. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, I love that. I also ship like hard ship the James Rice Royces. Yeah, the James Rice Royces have such a like hashtag goals relationship. Mm-hmm. They are just they are I want them to have a baby. So, they are so in love with each other so much, mm-hmm. and they're just like they've settled into their relationship, but it's never in any way like in a boring. It's all just like they just are so peaceful together. Yes, they're very sweet and they're they supportive are. and. Yeah, I just love them. They're so I love them too. I love them too. They just make me want to make the Muppet face. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> yes. I mildly ship Lucian's mom and her best friend, Judy. <gasps> Get out of my head! <laughs> <laughs> so I legit thought they were implying that Judy was a lesbian the whole time with her many disappeared husbands. Yes. <laughs> and like, he at one point says he has often thought she must be in love with his mom because why else does she put up with his mom? Yes. And, and there's a, like even a scene where she says, you know, after my coming out, I would marry, you know, I was fake married or fake engaged to that Russian guy who yeah. might turn out to be KGB or FSB yes. or whatever. But then I figured out that coming out was more of a societal thing. But I yes. I thought she was coming out as lesbian. I'm like, well, I, why was she fake engaged to a dude? But maybe she came out as bisexual. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I genuinely thought that's what it meant too. And then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> Um, so I genuinely was like, she's a lesbian and she's in love with his mom. And the mom was only like, oh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) the idea of it was not totally opposed to her. I mean, I love Odile. She's so great. And according to Lucien, she's just French about that kind of thing. She doesn't even like the categories, who cares? (laughs) Oh my God. When she starts talking to Oliver about... (laughs) 
<laughs> about Lucian having a big nose and you know what they say about men with big noses yes and he's like they make good sommeliers and she's like yes and they have big penises <laughs> I love her so much. She's just like, she's just like so wonderful and so delightfully embarrassing. And she talks about like his dad's penis at that scene too. And he's just like, why? It's so funny. She's like, he's like, why are you embarrassing me? You got to stop talking. She's like, I'm talking about your penis. It's fine. I'm saying you have a big one. I know. That's good. Everybody likes a big penis. Your father had an enormous penis. And then Oliver's like, had? (laughs) I like to think it shrunk. (laughs) It withered away or was crushed in the vagina of of, what was it? What did she call them? Oh, I don't know. Not a fangirl, but a uh, a roadie probably something like that yeah oh my I god was dying he's the greatest dying. she just doesn't she has no fucks to give no nope. she doesn't understand this puritanical english bullshit no nope. she's <laughs> like stop being so english about it yes i love that so much it cracks me up she's like why how did i raise a, such a prude <laughs> oh, oh i love them so much oh dear oh i love her she is goals. Yeah, she is. Yeah. <sighs> do we want to get into some themes? Yeah, I'll take another big gulp of wine and let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. So, abandonment issues. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one or two. <laughs> they, the... <laughs> You know, <laughs> whenever abandonment issues appear in one of the things we read, we talk about it, but never has abandonment issues been the central theme. <laughs> they really are. Ooh. Like, that is a thing in a couple of different facets. It, Lucian is definitely struggling with. Yeah. I mean, Lucian was abandoned literally by his father. Mm-hmm has grown up with a proper insecure attachment. There's your psych thought of the day. <laughs> and, and now Which like fully reinforced when his right. long-term partner really betrayed him. Yes. Sold him out to the newspapers, which by the way, I, I, so I read this uh, just now I reread it. I've already read it once before. And the second time, the shock of that, even though I knew it was coming was not less hurtful. I got no. to it and I was like, Oh, right. That bitch. <laughs> so not okay oh miles who does that miles miles i have piece of shit some feelings about miles (laughs) they're all bad yes (laughs) yeah and so then he goes into a five-year like spiral of depression he literally narrows his world down to just his mother and that one group of friends like they're okay and And to be fair he really kind of a abandons most of them the only one who keeps him connected is Bridget and and he does say at one point that they all like the whole group of them force themselves on him basically he's very fortunate yeah they definitely never let him go which is uh friendship goals yeah um I'm gonna cry (laughs) I sob at like eight or nine different points in this book like I just I can't yeah so I listened to it and read it I alternated and somehow both times I read it I timed it so poorly that I was listening to it in the car 
at the point where I cried. So then I was just like, you know, driving down the highway with tears streaming down my eyes. Every person that passes me is like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) look away. (laughs) I'm sobbing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to cry talking about it right now. Like I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. Yeah. But so he develops this intense abandonment issues where he just basically decides that all he's good enough for is like one night stands or quick flings, because then if they hurt him, they never mattered to him anyway. Mm-hmm. And he just spends five years like that. And until he literally has his job threatened because of his reputation, which is some next level bullshit, but, um, uh, is, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Um, and thus ended up with Oliver and the fake relationship, but the whole time, even as he's falling in love with Oliver, he's like terrific, this amazing, wonderful man who will never care about me. Yeah. And because Oliver is such a, he's such a bad communicator Yeah, and he is so stuck in his own head. Yeah. I don't relate at all. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, drink up. <laughs> I not at all see that his actions are speaking louder than his words so he's he's saying things like I think you're valuable Mm -hmm. and I think you're beautiful and you know and I want to spend time with you yeah but then his reactions right like pulling away when Lucien wants to be more physically intimate yeah are sending a much louder and more visceral message that that Lucien is listening to (laughs) right and right. that's reinforcing the abandonment issues that, so he's already more prone to believe those negative things. And so he's not believing the more positive yeah. more verbal communication. Right. And, Lu- and Lucian has for the, like the last five years since what happened with Miles, very much used his body to be close to people. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that inherently. It was wrong for him specifically because yes. it was a bad mental health risky decision yes. situation. Like it was self-harm. It, yeah. It, and only because he was not in a healthy place. Right. Physical affection is a beautiful oh, thing. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. He was not in a place to make good choices for himself. And that's what I'm saying there. Yeah. Uh, so he made terrible ones. And so at one point he throws himself, this is pre-book, he throws himself at Oliver when he is incredibly drunk and Oliver just takes him home and puts him to bed. I think he put water and like Advil out for him. Yeah. And I, again, my love language is apparently leaving food on the bedside table. How many people uh? talking about this? Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> nerd and punk. punk. And yeah, so he does that. And then, you know, Lucian, because of how, messed up he is right now takes mm-hmm. that as rejection and oliver is just being a good human being <laughs> yeah and like they literally talk about this at one point yeah. and, and luke is like you know the, you didn't want me you didn't want this is not the first time you've rejected me and, right and and Oliver's, Oliver's like, like what are you even talking about and he's like you know about that party and whatever yeah. and he's like oh you mean because i didn't date rape you right and that that whole conversation was this time number one that I cried probably at this book, he has that whole conversation and he's like, well, that's all I'm good for. I in know. That and you're just like, oh my God, Lucian. <laughs> it hurt. Yeah. Hurt real good. Thanks, babe. 
Oh. You get deep into the hurt before you get the comfort. It's there, oh, yeah. but oh God, but you, you get deep into the hurt. <laughs> but you get comfort along the way, I will say, because, you know, this is, there's plenty of angst, but this is not a angst fest. It mm. absolutely, like there are light moments and there's yeah. always friendship. There's plenty of hugs. So and worry, oh my God, the not. funny, the and banter the core is strong with this one. They are hilarious. Oh my God. Like I cannot wait to get into favorite quotes. Oh yeah. We're just going to roulette gonna this there. sucker, but I did write down a few. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. So, so the, yeah. So abandonment issues on Lucian's side, but as we find out kind of on Oliver's side too. Oh, yes. And this leads us into like a huge personal growth arc for both of yes, them, you I know, agree. learning about self-acceptance and vulnerability, right? Um, which is a huge, huge yes. step for both of them, which is, yeah. Really- I like, I especially like in this novel that they both have the same core issue and it expresses in diametrically opposed ways. Extremely. Right. So Lucian, <laughs> Let's get therapist corner over here for a second. Uh, They don't say it specifically, and he does not go to therapy in this book, but Lucian is almost classically borderline personality disorder. Mm. Deep fear of abandonment, deep insecurity of like personal identity and the tendency to do incredibly self-destructive things. So, you know, what I was saying earlier about, you know, his choices to have lots of partners, not a bad choice in and of itself, the way he does it is a self-harm behavior. Mm -hmm. That's very borderline. Um, Oliver's abandonment issues manifest in his need to like control everything. (laughs) OCD. (laughs) Oh, this is not me making a don't attack me face. (laughs) (laughs) He just, he he talks about how he's had all these past relationships and he thought he was being a wonderful boyfriend and then they all left and he doesn't know why because he thought it was good. And I'm just like, Oliver. <laughs> yeah, time for some self-reflection, bud. Oh, yeah, yeah, babe. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I love them. Yeah. Yeah, their 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 abandonment arcs are really lovely. There's kind of this really interesting tension too, where they find themselves in a relationship, like they both find who they are in this relationship, but it mm-hmm. never becomes toxic which I think is such a hard balance it is and I think part of it is because they're on the journey together yes and they definitely have moments where they rely on each other Mm -hmm. but they they don't specifically need each other for their parts of their journey yes like they're each they're supporting the other but a lot of their journey is independent it's almost, yes. It's almost like they, they trigger each other's journey. Yes. They are not dependent on each other for the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, I think it's a really interesting way to, to show that because yeah. a lot of the time when you get people together, then the relationship is the, is the thing that is the support right. and is the thing that they then rely on and is the new um, right. focal point. Right. But right. in this case, I mean, absolutely. The relationship is a focal point of the story. Right. But it's almost like there's, it's multifocal because the relationship right. is the central focus, mm-hmm. but there's also the relationship that Lucien is building with his father and, you know, developing more with his mother as, yeah. through that 
connection with his father and 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 right. in that sort of family unit and then also with his friends and realizing that he hasn't been as reciprocal with that relationship and recognizing that they yeah. haven't let him fall right. down completely yeah. and recognizing the value of those friendships and wanting to be there more for them and wanting to right. to develop those relationships more and so like it's not it's not just that and the same thing on Oliver's side where you see um like yes he wants because with Oliver yes he has those same abandonment issues and yes he has but he hadn't because they come at them from so as you said diametrically opposed kind of directions right has a different support structure and he relies on it differently you know and so he he does have friends that he interacts with um, yeah and he has his brother and that relationship that he is also trying to kind of navigate yeah navigate is a great word (laughs) yeah because it is fraught it is absolutely fraught yeah you know yeah um but I think it's interesting the way that they don't ever specifically make this central relationship the only relationship that is of any kind of importance in the story absolutely it yeah no it is it is important, but you were right. Every relationship is taken seriously and given room to grow and breathe and be. And be part of the character and the character yeah. arc and the character development, right? So that right. those characters are not solely represented by how they are together. I agree. Ugh, this book is so brilliant. Yeah, it's glorious. It's really <laughs> smart. <laughs> and of course, we always have the touch on the casual and not so casual homophobia. Oof. I, I really want to talk to you about, <laughs> and I'm conscious of having read a whole second book that also deals with this. So I'm trying to figure out how to talk about only the first book of this theme. <laughs> this, this is why I should not have read this book before we did this I mean... podcast, but I had it. And so I did. <laughs> I know. And you're sitting there like, I have to get this finished before the podcast so that I can yes. separate them. I'm like, really, that's your story and you're sticking to it, huh? <laughs> I mean, I thought it would work and then it turns out to have not. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Uh, I'm still finding myself struggling not to bring up things. I haven't, listeners, yes. haven't. I Your self-control think. is admirable. Thank you. Not <laughs> admirable enough to stop me from reading it. Uh, no, and that's fair. I wouldn't have been able to either. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Let's, let's rewind and go back to our Gay Wolf Book podcast where you talked about reading them all immediately. <laughs> Look, I waited for days for you. Days. That was, that was agony. <laughs> I'm sure. I waited for minutes before starting the second <laughs> So I'm really curious what you think of the theme of internalized homophobia, where it relates to Oliver, because mm-hmm. I have a lot of feelings about it and no like clear answers. Yeah. I also have feelings about this. I'm not sure I have clear answers, but I definitely have. Yeah. Things. So let's, I- let's talk about it. I don't know that we'll arrive at anything, but yeah. you know, the, the, the sauce is important too. Exactly. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of things in Oliver that speak to internalized homophobia. I agree. But one of the key elements of this, one of the things that really highlighted it for me was when he and Lucien were talking about um, their different experiences at becoming part of the LGBTQ plus community. Yes. This is what I want to talk about too. This was specifically it. Yeah. Right. Um, Because 
Oliver went to an event and felt out of place Mm -hmm. and felt like the only thing he had in common with these people was his sexuality. And Mm -hmm. that wasn't enough for him to make any kind of binding connection or even start a conversation. He was just so uncomfortable and he never went back. Whereas Lucien immediately connected with everyone in this group and felt like he was coming home. Yes. And I think some of that is because like a huge part of that is because of Oliver's upbringing, yes. which is so Oxford and posh <laughs> yes. and, you know, and so yes. there's so much casual and internalized homophobia in all of that right. old boys club. Yes. That this, it wouldn't even be obvious to him why yeah. this would be an uncomfortable situation for him, but it would right. be socially different. It would be socially more casual, wouldn't follow the same kind of levels of posh rule or, right. um, you know, polite society or any of these things. Like, right. because a lot of that whole LGBTQ community is mm-hmm. rebellious and rebellious. Yes. It is. Yeah. By definition, deviant in a like reclaimed and positive way. Exactly. And that's amazing and beautiful. And yeah. if you're ready for that, and if what you're feeling is you're being sort of outcast because you are, you know, part of this spectrum. You're not part, you're not straight. You're not on, you know, so you're part of this community, but for him, this element of himself is the only part of him that doesn't conform. And so he's compartmentalizing it into this tiny thing that, he yeah. can dress up and put a suit on and oh yeah be with all of his straight friends yeah and I get like I get the argument he makes where he's mm-hmm. like well I just don't judge my friends on their sexuality but I kind of wanted to be like don't you because because you don't have any gay friends mm-hmm. right right <laughs> like, <laughs> like are you sure that you don't <laughs> And I don't, I don't know how to feel about it because he does make this real point about how there's not just one way to be gay. And there absolutely isn't, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to be strewn in rainbows and, you know, you don't have to be anything. You can be whatever you want. And yet I still felt, and I couldn't tell if I was just over projecting into Lucian, but I still felt that Lucian wasn't totally wrong about this. Yeah. And I don't know, like that. I think that obviously he can be whoever he wants. I and Lucian are just not convinced this is genuinely who he is. Well, I I think it is genuinely who he is. I just think that genuinely who he is involves internalized homophobia. He needs to figure out. Yeah. I guess what I mean is like, it's not necessarily if he were choosing this with an ability to have insight into himself I guess then I would feel fine about it but there just feels like it is not a choice he just thinks it's a choice I just I I feel like it's not specifically a choice for anybody in any kind of particular point in your life I think we're also ruled by our um by our own perspectives right like we're also stuck in our own heads to some degree or another yeah um the best we can do is try and make our heads as healthy a place as we can be you know, yeah. and as we get older, hopefully we get healthier and we grow yeah. and our groups change and our identities change. And I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's not like, I, it's not like in my head, I imagine a totally healthy Oliver is like going to drag nights and stuff like that, because I still think that wouldn't be him. 
you know, oh, I imagine he will be with Lucian. I mean, yes, but <laughs> I, I don't mean, think it'd be his thing. No. And that's fine. I want to be very clear listener. That's yeah. fine. Like there is not one way to be gay. I just think that in his case, having no connection to a wider community doesn't feel healthy to me. No, but I think again, that's, that is his expression of his abandonment yeah. issues. The way yes, um, Lucian pulling away from his group of friends right. is, but yeah. Oliver's connections, while they are perhaps steadier in that he didn't yeah. push them away. He didn't, you know, they are also right. not as deep. No, that is true. Yeah, I think. So he might have a, a bigger social circle overall, mm-hmm. but it's not as it's not developed. as connected. Yeah. 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 I think, I don't know. I feel like I'm not quite able to get out exactly what I'm thinking about this. Yep. That was the whole sentence. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm not quite getting there. And I had that feeling reading it both times. I would get to that part and I was like, no, I see what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And if someone else was saying it, I'd probably be like, yeah. But when Oliver says it, I'm like, I smell just a whiff of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I don't smell bullshit. What I smell no, not, is... No, not willful bullshit. Yeah. Unintentional bullshit. Yeah, I just, I just smell bad parenting. Yeah. I, it's almost... Question mark, question mark. You can't blame your parents for everything, you know? Like no, no, he's an, neither he's an all adult. Neither all the blame nor <laughs> you know? all of the credit, you know? That's the at thing. He's an adult. At some point, he has to own who he is. I guess... <sighs> it's so complicated listeners. And I, I think yeah. part of me is worried. I'm going to say the wrong thing. Cause it's not, not what I'm tending, but I feel like there is a level of classism in Oliver's dislike of the queer community that I yeah. can't wrap my head, head around totally. And uh, yeah. And I, I, I very much concur. Although okay. I feel like it's less about dislike and more about discomfort. I agree. Yeah. I don't think he dislikes. I don't think he, I think he supports other people doing it. He just can't fit himself into there. And I think that's because unless he feels like he can be successful Mm. at something, he won't try. Okay. I I just had a moment. (laughs) I think I I I saw the epiphany happen. (sighs) No, you got me there because that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I've been trying to say the whole time. He is worried about being a bad gay so much that he's not willing to try to be part of the community. Yeah. Because I think, again, he can be a part of the community as much as he wants to, but he is choosing to not because of self-judgment, not because it's his choice. That's what I've been trying to say the whole time. Nice. You did it. it. We got there. Oh my God, you did it. (laughs) Yes. Because you can express yourself however you want to, but he's only doing it out of fear, not out of desire. That's not his genuine wants. It's his genuine fears. Yes. And that's the part that was striking. I was striking up against because again, listener, if you are a delightful posh gay man and you don't like rainbows everywhere, great. Love that. As long as you're choosing it for you, right? As long as it's not because you're afraid to be something else, it's because it's who you want to be. Yeah. That's, I feel so relieved because it was like a brain itch that I was like, I I know. (laughs) You didn't see my dramatic hand gestures, listener, but it was there. (laughs) 
like nails on a chalkboard if there was a chalkboard there. Yeah, like I actually feel physical pain <laughs> trying to think about this. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into some story specifics now that we've figured that out. Thank you for the therapy uh, for the day. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Therapize <laughs> oh, the therapist. Mm-hmm. Oh right. God. Okay. Can we talk about Oliver calling Lucien when he had a bad day and then trying to play it off as like a fake boyfriend move? So funny. I Yes. I love every time that Oliver tries to do something and has no guile and immediately has to admit that he was trying to do something. Oh my God. And like Oliver's quiet, posh, gay panic is my favorite oh thing. Oh my God. He's so cute. Yes. But seriously, I love for it. verisimilitude. Yes. <laughs> We've got to, we've got to spend time with each other for verisimilitude. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's, is that not also the scene where he comes to spend time with him and it takes Lucian like a full hour to be like, did you want to spend time with me? And he's yes. like, I thought when I called you because I wanted to spend time with you, I made that clear. I like legitimately <laughs> called you and said, I'd like to spend time with you. <laughs> but it's Lucian. So saying it directly to his face did nothing. Not a damn thing. No. <laughs> Took an hour in his company (laughs) consistently before he figured that shit out. (laughs) Can we talk about the dick pics? (laughs) Oh, they're on my list. Oh, it's my favorite thing. (gasps) So it's Lucian again, when he cannot handle his feelings, he just gets dirty. (laughs) It's just like, goes straight to the gutter instead of having emotions and starts asking for a dick pic, which turns into a joke where Oliver frequently sends him pictures of famous men named Richard. moment when he's trying to explain this to his friends at a party and he is like I uh, they're like why are you smiling and he accidentally says out loud I just received a dick pic from Oliver and they all like what yeah and Bridget's like Oliver would never and then the the James Royce Royces are like nobody smiles like that over a dick (laughs) like him like they're looking like I like dick as much as the next boy, but, uh, uh you have googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shows them the picture and, it's and they're like, like Richard oh. Chamberlain and they're all like, Oh my God. And then they're, they jump, even though they're sitting there, they jump in the group chat. Cause they're happy to tell some, one of them's not present and they're like, Lucian's in love. <laughs> I love when they do the group chat literally right in front of him. It's my favorite thing. Right. Oh my God. And then the only reason they stop is because Priya is like my girlfriend's in the room and we're ignoring her. (laughs) Yes, I know. It's so funny. Oh my God. Oh God. Uh, And Luke's obsession with Ollie's V cut is amazing. It's so funny. (laughs) When he's constantly asking for updates after he's got back from the gym. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. It's so good. They're hilarious. Oh, you you mentioned it earlier too, but the moment when Lucian sees his body for the first time <gasps> and has immediate like body shame. <laughs> I know like, he's going to hate me. I'm disgusting. And then Oliver is just like, you can't doubt that you are absolutely beautiful. And Lucian's <laughs> like, you will be surprised what I can. Do. I know. <laughs> like oh god that relatable concept oh they're so cute i can't with these boys and the ollie force cuddling luke to sleep like i legitimately do that to my cat 
Yes. Cuddless Lucian is a cat. I like He's grab him by the face and I pull yeah. him down into my arm and I'm like, just, just go sleep. Just, yes. Just go to and sleep. He had to do that because he could physically feel Lucian worrying. Beside <laughs> him. Oh God. It's so funny. Oh God. That whole dinner with Miffy yeah. and Alex, like I can't. Yeah. Oh my God. They're hilarious. Oh, I love them so much. Uh, we've got us also going to talk about Oliver's place because I want to live in it. Yeah. <laughs> he, his place is like cozy core. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just like want to curl up on the couch too in the nice pajamas. And oh, that day they spend where Oliver's working and Lucian's just curled up on the couch because he had a bad day. And I was yeah. like, why is this the most romantic fucking thing? that anyone has ever done and how much do I want Rupert Bear pajamas like, <laughs> yeah so cute I love that I love his like protesting that Oliver is like a toddler for wearing matching pajamas set I love it I love it it's so funny oh god we've got to talk about the first time Oliver sees Lucian's place <laughs> he he's like trying to assure Lucian that it can't be that bad and he walks in and he's mortified by oh my god when he then preps himself to go into the bedroom he's like i'm prepared for the worst and then the very next line is i was not prepared for that (laughs) like how could you live like this (laughs) i'm trying not to be judgmental but dear god (laughs) and this is the moment we get the v cut because he won't sleep in any of lucian's clothes but he also won't let his clothes touch the bed right oh my god it's so real i love them so much and he had thought that lucian wouldn't invite him over because he was embarrassed about him and in that scene he's like now i know you were just embarrassed and rightly so (laughs) so good but then the entire group chat gets together and helps lucian clean oh it's so cute it's so cute they like marie kondo his place Oh my, I do love the Marie Kondo reference and yes. when Oliver's there. And he's yeah. like, how did you get this? And he's like, I like, lift up and see, does it spark joy? And even though it, it does it, or not, I just, I just leave it, it where it is. <laughs> oh, God. God. So good. Then when Oliver finally gets to see his cleaned up place, he legitimately like tears up and he's like, you did this for me. (laughs) God, romance. Just romance. I can't. I love it so much. It's so cute. It is. You know what we've managed to do is go this entire time without talking about Lucian's horrible father. Oh my God, we have. It's like almost the central plot line and we have ignored it. I think rightly so. I do too, but I feel like I need to bring it up to get to a favorite moment. Okay. So, so the quick version is John Fleming is like this Steve Tyler kind of a dude, though. I don't know if he was that bad of a dad. Sorry, Steve Tyler. Maybe you weren't. I don't know anything about you. <laughs> <laughs> if Tyler seems to have turned out great. So right? I don't know. Maybe he was fine. I, I once heard that he babysits his grandchildren and has a like actual water park inside his house. Aww. That's all I Literally the only thing I know about him. The only reason I know that is because I'm obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Liv Tyler was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Ipso facto. <laughs> Thus I know an obscure amount about Steve Tyler. 
All right. Anyway, wow, was that a tangent? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Bronwyn looks concerned. <laughs> I just, I, I have to admit, I didn't see Steve Tyler coming into this. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe him. Like, it's no. what he, that's who he brings to mind for yes. me. Steve Tyler with a flute. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a better reference. I'm trying to think who, which of those guys ended up on the reality shows. And now I can't think of any of them. But many of them did, but those are not my type of reality shows. Um, So, so he, yeah. So John Fleming is this famous, like new age prog rock flutist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I went to Steve Tyler because that's what he sounds like on the audio book. But yes. And he is like a total tool. He walked out on Luke when Luke was two months or two. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Like, Luke's like never I, met him. Yeah, he does not remember him and has never met him prior to the book. But in this book, he comes into Luke's life because he is dying of cancer and wants to get to know his son, quote, unquote, unquote. Um, yeah. And he ends up being just the massive tool. He, like, makes it very inconvenient. He always makes it about himself. Like, clearly, this is just a thing to get off his chest and has nothing to do with Lucian at all. Yeah, but this all like all about the entitlement and nothing about the personal responsibility and he this all leads to one of my favorite scenes where oliver agrees to go with lucian to have dinner right so they're having dinner and john fleming is just one of those human beings that like i'm squishing a stress ball skin crawl like (laughs) you want to peel it off your body so much Like flames, like flames at the side of your face. I was getting ready to say that. (laughs) This has been the episode with the most amount of references to outside material we've ever done. I think so. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners drink every time you recognize a reference. Uh, but yes, so yeah, so he's the worst and he's the kind of manipulative where he always stays calm and acts like he is the one being rational, which is very specifically my least favorite type of human. <laughs> oh my God. It's the gassiest of gaslighting. Uh, people that stay calm in an argument make me want to jump directly out of a window <laughs> just in protest. <laughs> you, my dramatic little thing. I can't handle it. I need you all to be as dramatic as I am. When I mean, we're arguing. Don't get me wrong. My emotions spring directly out of my face in either yeah. screaming or tears. So <laughs> same, same, same. I just can't handle it. Ugh. And he's like doing that, and he's making Lucian feel horrible. And Lucian's like genuinely curling up in his chair. It's so sad. But Oliver is just like you know the the prince of propriety just goes nah we're not doing this and Mm -mm. he stands up for his boyfriend in his most lawyerly way and puts john fleming straight in his place and then john fleming spends the rest of his novel afraid of of interacting with oliver yeah like oh i'd like to get together with you but uh leave your boyfriend at home yeah right like oh my god that was a good impression by the way (laughs) that was hilarious oh my god Why, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my God. So yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he sucked, but that was a great moment of Oliver oh. just being the best. 
and he they go it's a whole like road trip like a four-hour road trip and they listen to welcome to night Vale. i was dying right oh my god i love it it was so good i but just honest to god Oliver laying the very posh smackdown mm. was so yes. effing satisfying. You just need a posh boyfriend to put people in their place, especially oh. if he is a barrister. It's glorious. It's glorious. Oh it's God. just sort of like, you know what? No. 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 Will, I object. <laughs> You know what you're doing right here? Mm. This is gaslighting mm. and we're having none of it. Nope, 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 nope. None of it. Not just the 13th province in Canada. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. There is nothing sexier than a man standing up <laughs> for his boy mm-hmm. in a posh mm-hmm. way. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Very nice. Mm-hmm. It was delightful. It was. Are we so. forgetting any other really big moments? I mean, like all of them. I know we could literally just go through every date. I'm obsessed with the way that Oliver knows random facts about literally everything. <laughs> it's so cute. And that Luke is like genuinely attracted to it, which I is know. adorable. So he just makes it like he is stupid at him on purpose so that he will get corrected and hear yeah. Oliver talk about things he loves I love it because he's just is so good when he's being passionate about something so cute like and like that moment when he ends up on Luke's stoop like oh, at the end I yes. get just that's a beautiful reversal and it's so right. great and I it's cried so, so hard <sighs> the moment when Oliver leaves because they've gotten too close and he's having feelings oh I sobbed from that moment until the end of the book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, yeah, because so multiple times Lucian um, ends the relationship or messes things up and then has to go back to Ollie um, and apologize in the middle of the night. Yeah. And then at one point he's going to do this grand romantic or like Oliver leaves and he's going to do this grand romantic gesture and show up and he goes all the way to this other place and then discovers that Oliver is not there <laughs> has to drive all the way back and he goes to his door and it just does not work out and it's so upsetting like I it's was genuinely like yeah heartbreaking heartbreaking and then Oliver is to come back to him and it which honestly it was perfect because the reality was at that stage Oliver needed to yeah extended the olive right. branch he did uh the oliver branch the oliver branch he did because you know the whole time you go through thinking lucian is the one who's wrong most of the time and you get to the end and you're like oh no not this <laughs> it's time just, not it's this actually time. it's actually just that lucian is wrong louder <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep uh, oliver just looked good cut comparison <laughs> Well, and then, you know, honestly, like that's a lot of the time, right? Is and, yeah. and, and this is an interesting character dynamic. And I really like that it's done here with two men. Yes. Because a lot of the time, this is a character dynamic that is um, done with, yeah. with a woman and a man. Yeah. And it can be, um, uh, trope isn't even the right word for it. Mm-hmm. It can be almost like weaponized. Yes. Because yes. the idea being that women and femme presenting people um, can be overly emotional Mm -hmm. and that somehow that that invalidates their position. 
Yeah. And that makes them wrong or, or, right. um, less logical, less, less, uh, valid in a lot yeah. of ways. And I cannot tell you how angry that position makes me. <laughs> yeah. As no. someone who is femme presenting and mm-hmm. identifies as a woman, like exactly. I just, I am extremely logical yeah. and very thoughtful right. and to a fault, Oliver. Yeah. And being in touch with your emotions does not in any way negate those things. In fact, it actually helps me most of the time yeah. by adding a compassionate Weird. layer, Weird giving how me a moment to think. <laughs> Weird how actually having healthy connection to your emotions is usually a positive net gain. <laughs> usually is net gain here. It makes, yeah, yeah it, it, it gives me an edge when I'm problem solving and troubleshooting. Yeah. It allows me to quote unquote, think outside the box. It, right. you know, allows me to connect to different types of people to pull in yeah. different ideas from different perspectives. It, it just has really, right. really helped me in my career, but you know, what hasn't helped me in my career, the fact that I cry. Yeah. Which is bullshit total bullshit. So I really like the fact that this dynamic is done between two men because yeah. it, it pulls the sort of genderness out of it. Yeah. yeah. And shows that, you know what, both sides of this equation are equally wrong. Yeah. One is just a little louder sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and is more insecure about his position. Mm-hmm. Like Oliver, while insecure in some ways is sure of his rightness yeah. to a fault. And that confidence gets you far, whether you're right or not, as I think oh, yeah, you can yeah. see by, you know, society. <laughs> hmm. By all of this <laughs> <laughs> gestures to the world. Vaguely, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yes, correct. Like he, he has genuinely just like sometimes earned often unearned confidence of his rightness Mm -hmm. and it definitely helps him in court I'm sure it's great for him there but it means that when Lucien is making a good point which albeit is not often at this point in their relationship but he totally misses it uh, and dismisses it as one more you know Lucien's Mm -hmm. being Lucien moment and Lucien is insecure enough that it's hard for him not to also dismiss it that way exactly but they and work it's hard it out. For, and it's hard for him to not believe Oliver. Yes. Oh, God, I relate to that. <laughs> that has been a, the ability to believe in myself above other people has been a journey, listener. Mm-hmm. Imposter syndrome. That's Ooh, a thing. It is a thing. It is a thing. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we get to predictions? Yeah. <laughs> So I think predictions is going to be all me considering you read it. Yeah. I was going to say, I have predictions for third book if it comes, but I can't say any of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to listen and support and try to be vague in my facial expressions. Uh Good luck to you. Okay. (laughs) All right. You're better at that than me anyway. So, (laughs) all right. So my predictions are vague because I knew that you've already read the book and I was just like, Oh damn. All right. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm going to send this book to Broadway don't like make it to make her sound like she's just bereft of this book. As well. I am only bereft of this book until I get it. And yes. then I will read it. Cause exactly. then I, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> We're all going to review it because it's amazing, but yes. <laughs> so I think that, you know, because Luke is our dramatic little thing, there's a potential for cold feet. 
you know, if this is husband material, then that implies a wedding. Hmm. And I'm a little concerned that Luke is going to get cold feet and we're going to have to deal with that. And I feel like Oliver's OCD is going to go into overdrive and perfectionism around wedding planning is probably going to play a role in this, which might or might not connect to the cold feet. And I feel like Luke's scandalous dad is going to crash flute in hand. <laughs> I was not expecting flute in hand. <laughs> I was practicing my therapy face. So <laughs> your therapy face covered by two hands, which was yeah, amazing. <laughs> no, I, I, I was trying it and then I abandoned it and covered my mouth. Um, <laughs> and then, then I got back to it and you said flute in hand and I lost. <laughs> Pine um, Piper styles. <laughs> yes. Okay. Should this be the moment I give my non-spoiler a uh, couple sentence review? I think it should be. Okay. In lieu of predictions. I have read husband material. I read it in like three days um, because I could not stop reading it. Uh, It is funny. It it made me cry. And it does the very specific thing that you and I love and talked about in gay wolf book, where it is let's examine relationship in progress. And I'm, I love it. All your favorite characters are back. Um, the non-spoiler what the plot is about is it's wedding season in the friend group yes chaos ensues yes (laughs) i love it so that is my few sentence non-spoily review (laughs) okay i can't wait it's great i i think i like the first one better but it's close yeah it's very good all right. I can't Not wait. Gonna be I'm very excited. Awesome. Well, I have a wee bit of a fan cast. I am so excited. <laughs> and this, this was a, this was a, this took me a little bit. I had to think about it. Yeah. I changed my mind a bunch of times, but mm-hmm. then when I finally settled, I was like, okay, okay. all right. All right. Okay. Um, so I think for Luke, we have Oliver Jackson Cohen. I wanted to go British for this. If I know who that is, Google. I'm Googling. The name sounds familiar. What is he from? Uh, I don't remember what I saw him in, but I remembered his face and I was like, ooh. Huh. I can't place this man. Oh, he was an invisible man. Uh, yes, that is what I knew him from. Oh, uh, Haunting in Bly Manor. Okay. Love so I haven't seen yeah. any of these, but I'm, yeah, oh, he he's was great. In, yeah. He was in Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've seen him in that. I just don't know who he was. Okay. Sorry. Um, Carry on. Oliver. And I'm particularly fond of this cast. Luke Evans. Oh, oh. oh I like that. Right. <laughs> Do you think he's a little old for the part? Maybe I thought that, but I was just like, he is good for that part. He's so good for it. I just, I need. We can pretend he's 27. It's fine. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Or we could pitch it older. Like the, we could pitch it a little bit older. older. They could be in their thirties, but also, you know, I was thinking, you know, like there's makeup and lights and everybody else plays older than they are. Yeah. Plays younger than they are. Right. That's fair. That's fair. I figured he's you know very what? pretty. He's, perfect. he's so perfect for it. 
He really is. You know, I would love to see him in that kind of a role. I feel right? like I, I haven't, but I feel like he could do it so I well. Just, I you just oh, it screams it for me. Now, yeah. Alex okay, came I'm across so this actor. Excited. I, I don't know. I don't specific. Like, okay. No. Okay. I'm just saying it. You've got to Google this. Yes, I've got it. it. Because I saw it and I was just like, please. This guy screams Alex to me. Freddie Stoma. That name sounds so familiar. Is it Stroma with an R? Stoma. S-T-O-M-A. Are you sure? No. Okay. I think it might be Stroma. Okay. Because <laughs> that's all I could get to come up. <gasps> yes. I don't know him, but yes. Right? Oh my God. Does he not scream Alex to you? Yes, he does. With a Miffy as Amelia Clark. Oh my God. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that a lot. I couldn't not. I was just like, this is... is so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> so cute. Oh, okay. So those are the four you cast, right? Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. That is so good. I know. I'm still thinking about some of the others. I, I like to be really, I like to be really kind of like. Maybe when we come back for book two. Yes. Which I assume we will. We can do a full cast. Yes. A thousand percent. Yes. I like it. Cause I have some like ideas rattling around for the rest of the cast. Yeah. But I didn't have them fully nailed down. So. Yeah. That's t- yeah. It's I tough. like it to work all together as well I as, agree. you know, so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now I'm just picturing it. Okay. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, Okay. But I, I just, I, I really, I think Oliver Jackson Cohen and Luke Evans together yeah. would be really cute. What a, yes. Very cute. Very cute. I, I'm literally just thinking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> I would really love to see Luke Evans in this role. I'm right? like trying to, it makes sense. And then I'm like, why haven't I not seen him in a role like this before? What are people thinking? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's, he's so perfect for it. Like, yes. Give us some Luke Evans. Give, give us some it, Luke Evans. Give it, give it, give it, give it. Uh, favorite quotes? Yes. So you have several picked out. I do. I'm going to do something slightly more unhinged. <laughs> okay. All right. So the three that I have picked out, out yes. of all of the millions that I could have that I was just like, oh, but this, oh, but this, oh, look at this, <laughs> were because I can't not. It was a rhetorical aubergine, Reese. <laughs> oh my God, I love that moment. Uh, like legitimately that, uh, again, like I, I laugh so hard it makes my head spin. Like <laughs> That is so good. I died. Um, <laughs> when they're walking to um, Lucien, to Odile's house, to Lucien's mom's house. Yes. And... Oliver puts his foot up on the stile on the fence and Luke can't not get his eyes right up and (laughs) Oliver's like Lucien my face is up here (laughs) (laughs) and Luke is like you you have to get your jeans out of my face yes oh (laughs) god yes oh my god and then of course because I couldn't not just take them to Bronwyn's because it like got me. Like I was dying. I was just like, no, wait, what? Pause. What? 
replay what no no go back 15 seconds what (laughs) that brings me such joy (laughs) well I couldn't decide yeah so I decided to put the page number of number of pages in the book into a random number generator yes. and just read the funniest quote off of whatever it gave me. And I shit you not, <laughs> I just opened it to when is the, uh, when is the wedding? 18th, 18th of what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love Miffy. <laughs> Okay, my next one, flipping to the random page generated here. Um, (laughs) And just like that, I'd apparently agreed to spend the night with Oliver. Well, not with Oliver, more of sort of in Oliver's general vicinity. Yep. Oh yeah, I love it so much. Because there was was only one bed. Exactly. (laughs) Oh God. When he's like, cause he's, you know, sort of, you know, kind of, you know, maybe, you know, kind of, you know, good looking. <laughs> <laughs> My last one on this. <laughs> Sorry. Every page is funny. I know the point of the random number generator was that I knew I would laugh no matter what page I opened. And I was correct mm-hmm. um, so there's nothing to worry about oliver drew me back into his arms and i went gladly enough it's a garden party not a job interview all the same there are logistics here you're not going to send me out all unprepared and unlogistics ed <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh. moment we I laughed so much. I cried so much and I'm definitely going to read it again. <laughs> a thousand percent. Like yeah. I laughed. I cried. It was better than cats. I... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what's next up for us on our, um, oh my God, what even are we doing now? Chaser list. <laughs> on our chaser. So we've obviously given you what's next up on our regular episodes, but yes. what's next up for our chaser episodes? Because our chaser episodes list is as long as our regular it's episodes. As list, just FYI. And so are the episodes now. <laughs> ah, ah, whoops. Sorry, not sorry. Whoops, Daisy. Yeah, we're not at all sorry. <laughs> next up, we will be doing Summer Suns by Lee Mandelo. <gasps> I love it so much. Yes, it is spooky and romantic and scary and romantic and traumatizing in a fun way. <laughs> With the most disastrous of disaster gays. Right. Finally, one that is so much of a disaster, I don't super relate to them. <laughs> I legitimately do not. <laughs> Finally, listener, we found the line where Chris will go, no, not me. <laughs> Like, I love you, but no, that is poor life decisions on two legs. (laughs) Yeah. Super duper. (laughs) Uh Love you. Yes. Love you. Yes. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) So join us when we cover gothic horror, fast and furious. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Worth it.
did I stop the recording and then screech that we did not talk about the Loki variant? Yes. 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 We talked I, about us being Loki variants. Right. We are the Loki variants, but we didn't talk about who in this book is Loki variant. And in my estimation, there are two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could see it. I can see it. We definitely, we definitely have a Luke. Yeah. Lucian, babe, such uh-huh. a disaster. Chaos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I feel would... like the Alex Miffy hole is a chaos I generator. See that. I can see it. They don't give me Loki though. They're like a, they're they Loki like, light. They're like, they're... The, they are the multiverse of madness. They're not, <laughs> they're not Loki because Loki is very intentional and very like clever. That's true. And they're not that no <laughs> they are the whole multiverse yes okay all right okay i think bridget is a loki uh yeah i could see that she is just chaos at all times like her story that's happening off page is absolutely a loki variant story yes. we just get brief hints of she is like the adult version of linus from the yes. charlie brown she like, is whereas chaos instead of dirt Right. And she is, she is the Loki who is definitely married to, um, the, she is the Loki variant that is married to Morpheus because that's who Tom is. Oh my God. <laughs> that is exactly who Tom is. He's her handler. Yes, her handler. And I love it. Um, but the other one I think is Reese Bowen. <laughs> oh, that's that like, cool chaos energy that we were identifying earlier <laughs> I think he's, right, a little, all right, all right. he's a little low-key but he's like a low low-key <laughs> when you and I go for the same joke is always my favorite thing yeah <laughs> oh yep oh, glorious yes gay 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 gay, 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 gay. gay. <laughs> And where can our listeners find you, Bronwyn? You can find me on all the things at Shiny Baby B. I mostly live on Twitter, where I usually am tweeting about what I'm reading, because I'm always reading. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche, where I tweet about feminism, psychology, and also what I am reading. <laughs> and you can find me also on Gotham Outsiders, a podcast talking about queerness and feminism in the Bat family with my co-host, TJ. And you should also be checking out our parent podcast at Talking Comics on Twitter, or you can email them at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. And if you want to uncork more web comics goodness from our show, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Thirsty on Tune, where we should be reading, drinking, and being nerdy. <laughs> <laughs>